The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on primetime action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, Gil Alexander, Adam Burke in for Matt Brown, Ben Wilson in for uh, Kelly Bidlin. SoCon Championship now, Southern Conference in overtime, a little past the midway point of the first overtime here. Furman up three on Chattanooga, 56 to 53. And we were just talking, Adam, you were just saying off air, this is the beauty of college basketball. There's literally no other way in for these teams. Yeah, Total no, desperation. It, it's great. It, it's great to see. And also, too, I mean, we don't have the audio here in studio, but, uh, you know, it, it also sounds like there's quite an atmosphere here in Asheville for this game, too. And Chattanooga hits a three to tie it up. 158 left in overtime. Ben, let's update all the scores here. Let, let's update it. I also liked a lot of these conferences have gone to the small neutral site venues. It's kind of a new yes. thing. And they've... It's been great because you have, it's like, you know, seven, 8,000 seat arenas. They're neutral, but you can fill them easily. Great environment. And they've been great to bet on. So it's beautiful. 56 Not, all right now. Won't happen in this game, but we should also point out we were talking about our discussion earlier about you would think in these, because of that dynamic, you would think there would be more fouling at the end of these games than in a typical regular season scenario of the same type just because of that desperation factor. Right. We won't say it in this game, though. 56-56, obviously. Yep. 158. Left. So this one, your yeah, your in-game is off the board, as is in-game now off the board in the other conference tournament championship game tonight, where it appears as though Georgia State uh, is going to not only win, but also cover. They were laying three and a half against Louisiana, the eighth-seeded Ragin' Cajuns in the Sunbelt championship game. Georgia State up 74-65, 50 seconds left. And again, in-game numbers, off the board there. Same deal again in the, in the overtime game. Furman and Chattanooga, uh, our SOCON championship game, 56 apiece, two minutes to go there in overtime. We do have action, though, in the NBA, which we can update you on. A couple of our games that uh, tipped off right at the start of our show are coming down to the wire. Bulls have at least kept it interesting after getting down big early in Philadelphia tonight. Sixers still up by seven. 90 to 83 and laying nine and a half live. They went off as a seven and a half point favorite. 225 and a half now is your adjusted total. Meanwhile, the Hawks in Detroit. Hawks up 88 85 on the Pistons. 620 to go in that game. Hawks laying three and a half live. 206 and a half is your total. Still work to do though for Atlanta if you laid the seven and a half a pregame with them. The Heat have rebounded after that uh, inauspicious early start. They got down uh, double digits early as a 17-point home favorite tonight against hapless Houston. Uh, but the Heat have uh, come back. They're now leading 73-63, eight minutes to go in the third quarter. Numbers I'm seeing currently off the board right now. We'll see if those populate uh, back up here in a second. 
The other game that uh, did just repopulate here on our live odds board, Timberwolves and Trailblazers. Minnesota up 45-31, 5.51 to go in the first half. T-Wolves laying 19.5 live to 17.5 the total. Big, big favorites tonight. Timberwolves laying 13.5 was the closing number. The Lakers sans LeBron tonight in San Antonio. It's a tight game early. Spurs up 22-20. Late first quarter laying 6.5 live. Spurs went from minus 2.5 or 3 up to minus 6 when LeBron was announced out for this game. 223.5 is our total. The other NBA game in action right now. Good one. Four versus five seeds currently in the West. Jazz and Mavericks. Mavs up in Dallas early. 30-22 to 22 late first quarter. They're laying four and a half live. 222 and a half year total as the Jazz actually closed a one-point road favorite in this spot was Pickham uh, most of the day. And in the NHL, still have a few games going on. Four to be exact. All Panthers in Buffalo tonight. Five nothing early third period. Money lines off the board. Six and a half is your live total. Columbus has crawled back. It was a 3-0 game after one period. Toronto on top against the Blue Jackets. It's now 3-2 Toronto after two periods. Looks like Toronto minus 600 still live for the game. Blue Jackets plus 387.5 is your total with one period to play there. Bruins 2, Kings 1 as we've just started the third period in Boston. Bruins minus 600 live. Kings plus 370 with a total of 5. Avalanche and Islanders now tied 1-1. Late second period there. Avs minus 235 live. Plus 170 for the Isles. And 4.5 is our total in that one. All of our live scores. And it looks like Furman is now back up 3 in this SoCon championship. Back up, back up 3. I'm already, um, <clears throat> I'm already seeing the uh, didn't foul... Up three, talk about Chattanooga now, didn't foul up three in the closing seconds of regulation. And so they deserve what they get, is, is that uh, sort of uh, Twitter outcry on gambling Twitter. I, uh, I understand the sentiment. Not as aggressive with it, but I understand what they're talking about. Furman up three, as uh, Ben said, 110 left in overtime down there in Asheville. Um, that, that Sixers lead over the Bulls, Joel Embiid tonight, 38 and 11. For the Sixers, Harden 14, 8, and 10. Two rebounds shy of the old triple double for James Harden. Sixers looking to go 4 and 0, is it now, with him in the lineup? I believe it is. Uh, that would be true after they sat true. him in Miami the other night. Yeah, yes. he had a hamstring issue. They wanted to rest him, so they got housed in that one, but uh, undefeated in his short uh, Sixers career and looking good, beating a lot of good teams in the, in the process. 59 58, Furman. One-point lead as we uh, cross the minute mark. One minute left in overtime. Furman taking their sweet old time. Going to need a good shot. Plenty of time here for Chattanooga. They don't have to foul. Just play good D. In the closing seconds, again, you you win and you're in the big dance. You lose and your season's over, at least in terms of going to the big dance. And what a nice possession for Furman. They get an easy bucket, easy layup. So it's a three-point lead. And... There's a 14-second difference here between the uh, play clock and the shot clock. So do you, you go for the best shot possible. You don't need three here necessarily. And that's, in fact, Nuga is going to take a three. They got a good open look. Wide Bang. open three. How wide open happen? three. How do you give up a wide open three if you're Furman? They there? collapse on the, on, the, on the guard who drives and give up the wide open three. 61-61, under 20 seconds left now. 
Furman with the ball can take the final shot of overtime. Under was 137, by the way, so those betters are now in a real sweat. (laughs) They are dying. They are hoping for a bucket here. Furman, drive to the hole, terrible defense, easy easy bucket. What a a shot! 4.3 seconds left, and now with no timeouts, no timeouts, Nuga takes a desperation 30-footer, and it is good! Oh! Oh, Oh, my God! Chattanooga's going to the big dance! I didn't think he had a shot at that. Oh, my God. So I don't know where Furman's playing next, whether it's the CBI or the CIT, but I will be betting against them. Oh, they do not want to be there. And it's just a pile of humanity for Chattanooga. SoCon champions on the most ridiculous three-pointer to win it. Do you think he had a shot at getting that off? No. I was like, he's not even going to get it off before, but he did get it off in time. No question about it. And that is a win. For Chattanooga, Nuga is going dancing. Wow. And Furman is just shell-shocked. If you're Furman, you tied the game up in regulation. You were up three. You gave up a wide-open three. Then you hit this driving layup to go up two with under five seconds left. And look at this. First of all, I mean, terrible defense, by the way, by Chattanooga. So now, with 4.3 seconds left, you have no timeouts. And Chattanooga's guard essentially zigzags across the court and then with .4 gets it out of his hands. Nothing but net. And it's just pandemonium. That's college basketball right there. That's the beauty of it. Unbelievable. Joy and heartbreak at the same time. All right. Guess we should update golf after that. Night to be a mock. And, and that's that's only the fifth of 32 that's conference right. tournament champions left if, to go. If Georgia State is the fourth, yeah, that's the fifth. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, that game's been decided for a little yeah. while, I guess. That's the fifth of uh, fifth auto bid. Georgia State just wins it now. They win the Sun Belt. They beat Louisiana by nine. So Georgia State is on their way to the big dance as well. So five auto bids. In tomorrow, five is it five or six more tomorrow night? I believe it's six more tomorrow night. Uh, is it, I believe this is the first time for Georgia State back in the tournament since they gave us the uh, Ron Hunter falling off the stool mm-hmm. moment. That's that's right. A great moment in tournament history. Oh, great right? moment in tournament history. Great moment, especially because this kid hit the shot. Yeah, that's back right. when you could just blindly bet against Scott Drew in every uh, every <laughs> tournament. Do it anymore, man. That is beautiful. It is a, I mean, it goes without saying, but it's such a fun time of year. So great. I, by the way, like when he was dribbling that ball, I was like, there's no chance. First of all, I didn't think he was going to get it off in time. Triple teamed, yeah. falling away from the basket 30 feet away. <laughs> Incredible. That's uh, phenomenal. Well, there you go. Six more conference championship games uh, tomorrow night. Atlantic Sun, Colonial, Horizon, Northeast, Summit, and the West Coast Conference. Uh, which will be determined here in Vegas tomorrow night. We'll see if it's uh, Gonzaga probably, but will they play St. Mary's? Will they play Santa Clara? That remains to be seen, assuming, of course, that Gonzaga can take care of San Francisco, which I shouldn't assume, even though Gonzaga's up 6 to nothing here as 15-point favorites. USF with an amazing season. Um, West Coast Conference bracket has gone exactly per the seedings. And it's ridiculous. We were talking about earlier, a triple buy for Gonzaga and St. Mary's. They really do protect their best teams as other conferences are doing now, too. But USF. USF, which was I, I, I lived about five minutes away from most of my adult life, the sleeping giant of men's college basketball. 
were a uh, championship, a national champion twice in the 50s. And just are sort of a sleepy little school all these years. Now, this is probably USF's best team in a long time, taking on Gonzaga, but they've got their work cut out for them. They'll be in the tournament, though, either way, whether they win or lose here tonight. Uh, okay, we'll come back. We'll update the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which Scotty Scheffler won yesterday by one stroke uh, in really bad conditions uh, in, in what ended up being a phenomenal tournament. We'll tell you how the, the heartbreak of some of our futures will update our one-and-dones. By the way, I had, uh, I had futures on Tyrrell Hatton and Gary Woodland. Uh, just brutal, brutal outcome in that one. But if you had Scotty Scheffler uh, at 90-1, to 1, some folks had Scotty Scheffler in this one. Congratulations to you. He was the guy that didn't look like he was going to win it. Hovland did. Woodland did. Hatton might have, but nope, Scheffler in the end. We'll get to that. We'll update the one and done. We'll update all these scores again. Good night of college basketball and pro basketball as well. Right here, VEASAN's Primetime Action, live from the South Point Hotel Casino. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Game on. Play the Yingling bracket battle and bring the goods. Make your college hoops picks before the tournament's first tip off and take a free shot at a share of $60,000 in cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Yingling. That's Y U E N G L I N G. Now to join the action, Yingling. Logger up and bring the goods. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Logger up and bring the goods, Adam. That's what I always say. All right, so back to the uh, Arnold Palmer. Again, by the way, Scotty, for those who are wondering, and I said Scotty Scheffler, pre-flop, he was about 16-1. to 1. But mid-tournament, when he was down after the first round, I believe it was, uh, I have a buddy who had him at 90-1. to 90-1 to 1 to win that tournament. How about that? 90 to 1. He was way back. Remember, Rory McElroy had the seven under in the first round, was crushing. Um, Rory just kind of disappeared the next day, shot even par. And then for every flash of brilliance he had in the final two rounds, it was coupled with, uh, you know, ball going in the water, for instance. So Scotty Scheffler wins it by a stroke and does so. As I said, he was the one guy that never really appeared like he was going to win it at any point. Victor Hovland looked for a long time yesterday like he was going to take the tournament, that it was going to be his. He couldn't get there in the end. Tyrrell Hatton, who got in the clubhouse first among the leaders at four under, you figured he might have the advantage by not having to play on the golf course uh, for much of the afternoon. 
He fell a, a stroke short. And then Gary Woodland, who I had from the night before the final round, so after the third round, had Gary Woodland at 20 to 1 to win this tournament. Gary Woodland eagled 16 and had a one stroke lead heading into the final two holes. And then on a par 317, he double bogeys, goes into the sand and then duffs it right back into the sand. Just horrible. So congratulations, Scotty Scheffler betters. By the way, here's our one and done update. Huh, what do you know? Young Gill extending the lead. Hey, there you go, Kelly Bidlin. Kelly got on the got on the board. Doesn't look as bad anymore. This is again one and done for those who don't know. Sort of the equivalent, the golf equivalent of NFL Survivor. You pick a golfer every week. You're not allowed to use that golfer again for the rest of the year. Your points are based on the finishing purse of that particular golfer. So the booby prize here, whoever finishes last buys dinner for the other two at the end of the year. Matt bought Kelly and I nice steak dinners over there at, uh, where did we go? The Venetian? What's the, what's the steak restaurant over there? can't remember. There's anyway, a, a bevy. It's phenomenal. Anyway, it was great. And it uh, looks like Kelly might be that guy. But there's a long way to go. It's March, for God's sake. Wouldn't true survivor for golf, though, be if you're, you you had to pick a guy every tournament? Could, again, same parameters. But the, the goal is to have, a, have, have your player make the cuts every single week. Would that also not be an interesting survivor? It or the guy's got to finish the, or they, the guy has to finish the tournament. Yes. Because you would think it would be very easy. But as evidenced by our competition, it has not been so far. Yeah, it's it's tough though to get through a golf season without getting without hitting that landmine. You're gonna just like the NFL season. I mean, it's very yeah. difficult to do that too. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is with NFL season, right? September through December. I get it. It's totally here, different. Here we'd be done in February. You know, I'd be like, oh, what do we do now? I like your little course. Ben, when you do your golf one and done, you should do it that way. All right. <laughs> On, I Vison plus plus. <laughs> Von Vrinkle, yeah. He's a plus, plus, plus. Um, so, yeah, I had I had Woodland. I had Hatton. Tough. Uh, the TPC this week. So we have now, we have both tennis and golf's de facto fifth majors this week. Indian Wells, for the ladies and men on the, on the, on the tennis side of things. Ladies draw is today. Men's draw tomorrow. Women start on Wednesday. Men start on Thursday. And then golf, the PGA's major, if you will. Golf's de facto fifth major, the TPC, Sawgrass. You bet any golf, Adam? A little bit. I used to do more of it when it was something that I still covered. Uh, but, you know, here it's it's not something that I write about or anything like that. So it's something that's kind of fallen down my list a little bit. But yeah. if we have a summer without Major League Baseball, oh, you'll it'll, be, it'll be coming back. Yeah. What's your over-under on baseball starting? Give me a day. Give me the Adam Burke hunch. May 16th. May I like the date. May 16th. So mid-May. Well, that's not as bad as I thought. I mean, they figure it out by mid to late April. I'm going to say May 31st. Spring training. I'm going to say Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, there you go. That's ben, not bad. Ben, what do you got? I guess it would have been May 21st. Would it? May so 21st precisely? I will, I will yeah. just naturally split your difference there. Just prices righted me. Yeah, right. May 21st, 2024 uh, would be my, <laughs> would be my your date. Guess. Yes. Yeah. I won't specify that, though. It, but here's the thing. The fewer games, the better to me. I honestly, like from a betting standpoint, give me fewer games. More long shots come in on the on you know individual markets, and I just I, I who who will miss thirty games of a baseball season? Who will miss forty? As long as other sports are going on, will you miss it? You will, because you're a purist. Yeah, I mean, I you know yeah. I was actually kind of thinking about it today with the whole Rob Manfred rotten fruit basket and all that. Just 
starting to get more and more irritated about the fact that I'm not doing anything with baseball right now. I mean, yeah. my guide would be done by now. You yes. know, I, I'd be kind of finalizing my futures portfolio and all that. And your guide is awesome. And and just seeing, you know, who the maybe the lingering minor league free agents were and all that. And there's not I mean, there's there's literally nothing you can really do with baseball right now because there's two hundred free agents left out there. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Jason Weingarten, I'm sure, has made some bets, but most of us have not. Let's go back to college basketball for a second, because I'm curious. You you talked about we talked about the ACC earlier. We talked about Conference USA. Let's talk about the WAC. Ben is doing these games. WAC Vegas. WAC Vegas. He says it's wacky. New Mexico State is your short shot, plus 150. Grand Canyon, plus 330. Seattle at 4-1. Stephen F. Austin, 6-1. to one. Everybody else, double digits. Any thoughts here? Well, I think what's really interesting about this conference tournament is that Seattle is basically the fifth or sixth best team in this conference. But because they finished second due to the tiebreakers, they get that triple bye to the semifinals. So that's kind of an interesting spot down there in the bottom part of the bracket where I think we have a weak number two seed in Seattle. You know, they don't have to play in the quarterfinals or in any of the previous games. But I sort of like the team that comes out of that probably 3-6 matchup between Stephen F. Austin and Abilene Christian. They would take on Seattle in the semifinals, whereas New Mexico State, as Ben has already talked about, a game that he's probably going to be on the call for, New Mexico State would have to play Grand Canyon. So that's kind of a coin flip type of game. That's probably a pick em, maybe New Mexico State minus one, something like that, to where I sort of like Stephen F. Austin from a future standpoint here because all they would have to do is beat Seattle and then take on a New Mexico State or a Grand Canyon team that probably played a real meat grinder of a game the night before. So I kind of like Stephen F. Austin, their team that plays a significant full-court pressure defense. They force a ton of turnovers. They also don't take great care of the basketball themselves. But if all they have to do here is beat an Abilene Christian team that they know from playing within the Southland and then beat a Seattle team that I think is a very weak number two seed, I think the Lumberjacks are the team I'd be looking to take a futures position on here in the WAC. Ben, you're not allowed to comment. You're doing the games. I, I am doing the games, yes. I will, Can I just say on Seattle, though? It, Please. It is, because this is a very fascinating conference the way it is set up this year. Their head coach, Jim Hayford, gets fired a week before the season for allegedly uh, saying, uttering a racial epithet at his players. So that is not the way you want to start a season. No. He gets fired. Chris Victor comes in, interim coach, no, no head coaching experience before. Leads them to a 23-8 and eight season. They were projected very low in that conference. And he just was named today Coach of the Year. So it is, it is a very fascinating team who then gets a triple bye being rewarded by that. A pretty, I mean, but it's, like, it's a super young team, one of the, the youngest team in that conference. 23-8 and eight with a first-year interim coach. It's a great story. It's one that we love for, our, for broadcast purposes. But, I mean, how will that really translate into the, the pressure cooker that is the one and done? I don't know. So does the WAC tournament take place during the day at the Orleans tomorrow and then the, and the night, West Coast? Uh, night session. So it is, it is actually split. So because the, they expand, this is an expanded conference, so you see the Sam Houston, Stephen F. Austin, there are four new Texas schools that, that joined the WAC from the Southland last year. Mm -hmm. Abilene Christian, remember, they, were the, they won the Southland, beat Texas in that uh, ridiculous 3-14 game. Those teams all joined the WAC. So the WAC expanded. Ten teams make the field. And it's a, a day longer. So they're actually playing the first round games over at Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay ah, tomorrow. There you go. So we'll be at Mandalay for one day. Then they have the, the people who run the tournament have the, the very difficult task of having to prepare the Orleans Arena right. basically in like a 12-hour span because they'll go in right after presumably Gonzaga and uh, St. Mary's tomorrow. 
So that this is a the rarely seen uh, two different neutral venue tournament, and that's what makes it even the the more wackier. Uh, in addition to the al already existing wackiness involved. Yeah, because that's what I was trying to figure out. Because they got to clear out the West Coast Conference uh, tournament. By the way, Gonzaga twenty, San Francisco five. Can we call that one already? I think I think we can call it. Yeah. Good lord. I think I think they call that analytically final. <laughs> F1 is over. Uh, Joel Embiid finishes the night, by the way. Uh, no, not quite over. I'm sorry. Game's still going on. 111-97. and 97. Looks like the Sixers are on their way to uh, beating the Bulls tonight in Philly. Still 351 left. Embiid with 42. 42 and 13 boards. Harden, 16, 8 and 13. Still a couple uh, boards shy of the triple-double. Not sure if he's even in the game. We'll come back. We'll look at some other uh, conference tournament markets. Uh, another one that's out here in Vegas, uh, women's and men's, but uh, the men's side, I believe, begins Wednesday. I think the women tomorrow and the men on Wednesday. Don't hold me to that. Uh, but the Big West gets underway. Oh, no, the Big West starts tomorrow. Pardon me, on the men's side as well. Um, I'll be there Thursday. We'll look at those conference odds with UC Irvine as the short shot of the Big West. That's right here in Henderson. That's next. Veasan's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting this Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for each and every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, Tim Murray, Wes Reynolds, Adam Burr, Jeff Parlay. They'll analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket in round one tournament betting with the VEASAN College Hoops experts this Sunday, March 13th, 6 p.m. Eastern, free on VEASAN.com. You're doing previews for every single one of these teams, huh? All 68. How, how, how deep are you right now? I've got 26 first drafts done. 26 first drafts. What If you added up the hours, what are you thinking? Not as much as it takes you to do the baseball ones, I'm sure. No, no, not even close. I, I don't know. It's a good question. The baseball ones are like the most dense things possible. The, the stats, the density of the stats. One of those, how long does one baseball team take you? Well, I mean, you know, I have to go through the research process, the writing process, editing process and all that, especially because when yeah. I was doing it, I was, you know, it was all self-editing. Right. I mean, here, you know, we've got some help with that. I would say, you know, an individual team would take me anywhere from six to eight hours. I'm saying, man, I, I totally hear you because, babe, you can't like you have to like the, the, the you can't write two sentences in baseball without like quoting a stat. Right. Oh yeah, so yeah, especially just, yeah. for me because I'm I'm so in I'm yeah. so in tune with all the metrics and me too, man. like that. I I'll tell you what, a second screen is a godsend. You type on one and you you have the tabs up that you need on the other one. What's more fun for you? Baseball, oh, baseball, yeah, baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. I, I just baseball's always been my passion. It's been my number one sport for a long period of time. Yeah, and just you know putting together all the pieces of trying to. It's a sport I feel like I can actually have an edge in, mm -hmm. especially from a season-long market standpoint. So the, the, that part of the chase is very fun for me. That's that The beauty, I, I always say this about baseball, baseball five years ago, ten years ago, if you ask me, what's, what's your favorite sport to bet? It would be baseball, everything else is second place. That has changed for me because I think the as pitchers, as starting pitchers get the hook earlier, by and large in baseball, 
I don't feel like I have the same grasp of it betting-wise as I used to. And that makes sense intuitively. But the season-long stuff, just like you said, 162 games, typically. Not going to be the case this year, probably. But when you have a long season like that, you can overcome negative variance. Like, you can be wrong for a month and a half or two months, and you can still win your bet, like on a season win total. If you, if you have a bad three weeks in the NFL, you're probably losing your bet. In college football, even less, right? Like two weeks, if, if two games go against you that you thought you're done on a season win total. So, I mean, that's the nice part about it is that your handicap usually will manifest. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, the old adage, you know, in Major League Baseball is every team wins 60 and every team loses 60. Right. You know, it's the other 40 that kind of define your season. And to your point, with starting pitchers getting pulled earlier and all of that, it's another reason why, you know, with over 200 free agents still left out there, a lot of those guys are relief arms. You know, a lot of relief pitching depth. You also want to see, you know, who impresses in spring training to be in that bullpen because bullpens are something that it's kind of funny, too, because like the A's and the Rays, obviously, right? They started focusing a ton on their bullpens in, in like 2014, 2015, you know, kind of, and even for Oakland, they don't do a lot of free agent spending, but they were using their free agent resources on the bullpen. And it was around that time that I started realizing, hey, this is becoming more important, and I would spend more time handicapping the bullpens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, for, for me, the way that I analyze and handicap baseball, what I focus on kind of follows the same mold as what teams are focusing on. And uh, maybe it's just a happy coincidence, but that's something that, I guess for lack of a better term, becomes a point of pride for me. Here comes USF. The Dons have cut it to nine. By the way, the Dons are three for 12 from three. Gonzaga's one for four. That's fun. 25 to 16. Chet Holmgren going to be the first pick in the draft, you think? Think he'll be a number one? Maybe. 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 Probably. Okay. I don't know. Oh, He looked, I was super, when I watched him in person in uh, in that Gonzaga UCLA game, he was, I mean, we were all just sitting there like mouth agape. Like, what is this guy doing? Like, he's he's this tall and doing (laughs) what? He just jammed it right there. Uh, Let's go to the Big West. Uh, Again, this, uh, this tips off tomorrow night. In uh, Henderson here, the Dollar Loan Center Arena, the opening of an arena. Would you be uh, Would you be a little uh, hesitant of getting an arena the first night that it's open? A little scary, a little bit, Ben. I, I don't know why you no would would be. Sure. I mean, I don't, you'd rather I have am, other people go in there first, just test it out. Is all I'm saying. I will say, as, as someone who will be calling games there later this spring, I am at least happy that it's yeah. getting broken in. Well, that's my point. <laughs> you went against me, and then you corroborated. I, yeah. yeah, that's my point. Rather it's have other fair. people in there. UC Irvine is your short shot in the Big West tournament, plus 250. Boy, this is this is really clumped up at the top. UC Santa Barbara, plus 360. Long Beach State, plus 500. Riverside, 6-1. to one. Hawaii, 6-1. to one. Cal State, Fullerton, 7-1. to one. More than half the conference in single digits. What do you like here? Well, I'll say this. UC Irvine and Santa Barbara, the two favorites, they play each other in the 4-5 game coming up on Thursday. So one of the two favorites in this conference tournament will be knocked out right away. The winner of that game plays number one seed Long Beach State in all likelihood in the semifinals coming up on Friday. So for me, the top of the bracket here with the 1-4-5 is kind of messy to say the least. So I actually look toward the bottom of this conference tournament here looking for some value there. I think Hawaii is a decent team. Uh, Cal State Fullerton's a little bit of a weak number two seed. I actually prefer UC Riverside, who's out there at six to one. I think the winner of the Hawaii Riverside game on Thursday is probably the team that comes out of the bottom of this bracket. 
So I don't think you could go wrong either way with playing Riverside or Hawaii. One thing I do want to mention, though, it is a new venue, right? So we have no data points for this tournament mm-hmm. in this venue. When this was played at the Honda Center in Anaheim, much like Arch Madness in the Missouri Valley, it was a gold mine for unders. You could print money betting unders in this conference tournament. Now we don't know. We don't know what the sight lines will be like at Dollar Loan Center. We don't know what the shooting backdrop will be like. We don't know if it will benefit defensive teams or offensive teams. And there's a clear delineation between the two in this conference. So for me, I'm taking it very easy here in this one. I'll handicap that Riverside-Hawaii game. I'll play a future on the team I think is going to win in the game that should be a coin flip. But like I said, UC Irvine and Santa Barbara play that 4-5 game on Thursday. So one of the two favorites will go down right away. I'm going Thursday. You got me my, my head spinning now on possible betting angles from inside the venue. Because I'm not above that kind of thing, Adam Burke. Not at all. Nor we, should you be. We nor, can't nor wait for I your be. in-game uh, your in-game <laughs> underwager when you see three minutes at the Dollar Loan Center. And like, oh, they can't see the <laughs> sight line. Right. Bet it under. <laughs> three minutes sample size. I've got it all three, yeah, figured out. Huge sample size. I actually like Long, Long Beach in, uh, in this league. Like Dan Munson. Pedigree of of of, you know, of any coach in this league, having been the coach at Gonzaga in the past, but they got off to a horrible start. Long Beach, they've ends up winning. I mean, it was a disaster. Their non-con, but they win 14 of 16 to close the season. Play at a lightning tempo, fastest tempo team. And what you'll see, and if I mean, if it ends up being, I, I kind of imagine Adam, and well, it is probably going to be a pick'em basically. But I think they, I, I kind of like Irvine against to match up against Santa Barbara. So Irvine, that, that'll be a fascinating game because Irvine plays at the slowest tempo of any team in the Big West, and you have Long Beach, who is just this track meet type team. Very interesting to see how those those would match up. But I kind of like Long Beach the way they're playing, uh, and, and Irvine did just beat them uh, by five in Irvine a couple weeks ago. But at fi- like at five to one playing the best basketball that they have been playing. If, for those who are fans of the uh, the Netflix Last Chance U series, the guy who starred in that last year in one of the JUCOs in California, Joe Hampton is now playing for Long Beach. He's been their best player when he's healthy, and he's like a legitimate potential NBA prospect. He just had all kinds of issues. That is why that player was not on the show Last Chance U. Air quote Last, last chance, chance U. Air quote Last Chance U, yes. Uh, so I actually like Long Beach, even though it's uh, even though it's five to one, and it might seem like all right. There's a one seed, they're they're priced at a long position, probably accurately so. But I still like them in this uh, in this tournament. Is there any other conference uh, features you like that we haven't touched on yesterday? So let's talk about the MAAC for a minute here. Let's because this is another one where we used to have a venue, the Times Union Center in Albany. It was actually like basically in Siena's backyard, but that was the conference tournament where we actually saw quite a few overs, uh, I believe, if memory serves correct. Now we're in the second year in Atlantic City at Boardwalk Hall, and this is a spot where last year Ryder, who was awful, and in fact one of my readers actually sent this to me this morning, Ryder was terrible last year but they're in close proximity to Atlantic City. So they pulled the first-round upset in this conference tournament last year. Monmouth is another school that's very, very close. Now, in the MAAC, Iona is going to be an overwhelming favorite. They won the conference by three games. They've got Rick Pitino, as we all know. They're the best team in this league by far. But they probably run into Monmouth in the semifinals in that 1-4 matchup. So this is another one where I look towards the bottom of the bracket here where you've got a St. Peter's team that's very good on defense, quite bad on offense. I think they're a little bit vulnerable here, whether it's Marist or Quinnipiac in the MAAC in that quarterfinal game. So I'm kind of looking at maybe Marist uh, as a future here, the number six seed out of the MAAC. All right, MAAC, uh, that gets underway tomorrow night as well. 
uh, Metro Atlantic, uh, along with the ACC Big West Conference USA and WAC tournaments. I did write about these over at vston.com if anybody wants to check it out. Please. Yes, absolutely. Tighter, nine seed. Plug away. upset the Jaspers of Manhattan tomorrow. By the way, uh, Gonzaga and USF getting a little uh, testy with each other. Not quite a Donnybrook, not quite fisticuffs, but testy. We'll come back. We'll update all the scores next. Primetime action. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger-licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Order now on the KFC app. Look at that thing. Look at that, Adam. Oh, oh man. By the way, I'm getting berated on Twitter by uh, D-Gen Southern Gent, who uh, says, how have you not heard of the famous bowl at KFC? It's incredible, man. Best thing KFC has had in years. Do yourself a favor. Get one tonight. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Sounds very good. Maybe I'll just get a bucket of chicken and go to town. (laughs) Me by (laughs) myself in my apartment just eating a bucket of chicken, watching small uh, small conference college basketball tournaments. Gonzaga up by 16 over the Dons of USF. Let's update all the scores, Ben. What do we got here? We shall. Uh, the running joke, by the way, for all of us who work the WAC tournament is that there is a Fuddruckers at the Orleans oh. Arena. It's like the only thing open when our, cause, you know, our last game of the night tips at 8.30. Where's 9, the Fuddruckers? I didn't see that. I, apparently, that, that's the, I, apparently, according to Von Brinkle, who knows these things, Von it's in Brinkle the back knows. by the poker room. Oh, I would. So yeah, it's there you go. in the back by the poker room. <laughs> uh, Adam, uh, gr- great start for you. You gave out uh, North Dakota State. That is the Summit League, uh, the second semifinal there of the night. North Dakota State up early on Oral Roberts, 16-8 to start things off. North Dakota State laying 6.5 live, 161.5 is our total. Uh, They went off in this uh, spot. Looks like uh, they were in in the 1 to 2.5 point range here uh, overall. So we'll see how that one pans out. Second of the night there. In the Summit League, as far as the other games going on here, it is all Gonzaga. Big favorite tonight over San Francisco. That is at the Orleans Arena. Gonzaga 36, San Francisco 20, laying 21 and a half live right now are the Zags. 149 and a half is your total. Gonzaga going off here is a 14 and a half point favorite in their first game of this tournament, getting the uh, the triple bye all the way up to the WCC semis. The only other college conference tournament game going on right now is uh, the CAA semis, Charleston and North Carolina, Wilmington, 28-26, UNC Wilmington at the half. Wilmington laying one and a half live right now, 131 and a half 
uh, is your total. Meanwhile, in the NBA, is a lot of these games we, we discussed uh, from earlier in the show, either winding down or having gone final. The Sixers do pull away and cover 7.5 against the Bulls tonight, 121-106. They get that win. Meanwhile, the Hawks trying to avoid a big upset on the road. Pistons were plus 250 to 260 on the money line, but they forced overtime and are up three right now. Pistons 113, Hawks 110. About uh, 10 seconds to go now uh, here in overtime. We thought for a moment we might have a big upset brewing in Miami. Heat got off to a slow start tonight as a 17-point closing favorite at home against the Rockets, but uh, Houston, like they've done most of the year, has disintegrated. It is now a 20-point Miami lead. Three minutes to go. Heat laying 19.5 live. 225.5 is your total. Absolute blowout in Minneapolis right now. Timberwolves 73, Trailblazers 44, 725 to go in the third quarter. Timberwolves minus 28.5 live. 206 and a half your total T Wolves easily covering that 13 and a half pregame number. Despite not being without uh, being with LeBron tonight, Lakers at least playing tough with the Spurs. Spurs up 62-56 at halftime. Laying eight and a half live is San Antonio at home. 231 and a half is your total. Lakers were a six and a half point closing underdog in that game. We've just started the third quarter in Dallas. Mavericks 60, Jazz 50. Jazz were slight road favorites at close, but the Mavericks are now laying six and a half live. 216.5 is your total. And the Warriors, who are sitting basically everybody tonight in Denver, uh, they are down in the Nuggets, just went on a 6-0 spurt to take a 46-35 lead. Early second quarter, Nuggets laying 11.5 live. 237.5 is your total. Denver went off as an 8-point favorite in that one. As for our final NHL updates for the games we've not discussed uh, yet there, we did have a few finals earlier. Kings winning over Boston in overtime. They came back in the third to win that one. 3-2 is a plus 170 road underdog. Stayed under the total of six. Panthers and Sabres. That was all Panthers tonight. 6-1 in Buffalo. Pushed the closing total of seven. Maple Leafs Blue Jackets, a, a game that went over the total of seven. 5-4 Maple Leafs. They win as a minus 210 favorite. And the two games still going right now. Avalanche 5, Islanders 1. 9.37 to go in the third period. Live total there of seven money lines off the board. And your last game of the night, Oilers-Flames. Nothing, nothing. Mid-first period. Flames minus 295 live. Oilers plus 165. Five and a half your total. Yeah, Blazers getting housed uh, means that even if the Lakers lose tonight, they'll still have a three-game edge over uh, whoever's in 11th place in the Western Conference. So in case you were wondering about could the Lakers flirt with being knocked out of a playing situation despite their win over the Warriors the other night? Uh, they're protected on the downside. By the way, the Brooklyn Nets are only two ga- two games ahead of the 11th-seeded Washington Wizards of the Eastern Conference. Warriors, to your point, Ben, tonight, they started Moody, Lee, Looney, Poole, and Toscano Anderson. That's their starting lineup tonight for your Golden State Warriors, who... Uh, Boy, if there was ever a case for Draymond Green to make the Hall of Fame, if he was a bubble guy before this stretch, his absence has been the greatest sort of resume point for his Hall of Fame candidacy, despite the three championships, of course, in, uh, three championships being top of that list. But this showing how much they need him, uh, this stretch for the Warriors, top of the heap besides that. Uh, one clarification also on the Scotty Scheffler in-game, uh, in-tournament numbers I was talking about. That was actually after round two, where at DraftKings you've gotten Scotty Scheffler halfway through the Arnold Palmer Invitational at DraftKings at 90 to 1. 
Uh, FanDuel had them 65 to one at that same shop. So you always got to shop ar- at a different shop. So you always got to shop around for the in tournament numbers on these players because they will vary wildly. But 90 to one for the eventual winner, Scotty Scheffler, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Something I want to mention real quick about this Charleston and UNC Wilmington game here. Uh, the second half number is Charleston minus half a point. Uh, out there at BetMGM, DraftKings showing this one live, uh, UNC Wilmington minus two for the full game. You know, in the first half, Charleston here had 14 offensive rebounds. They were nine of 36 from the field. Oh, So they missed some pretty good looks coming off of getting offensive rebounds. For UNC Wilmington, they have one guy who's four of five from three. The rest of the team is 0 for seven. He's got 15 of their 28 points. So a lot of things going on. We talk about looking at the box scores, yeah. trying to figure out things from a total standpoint and all of that. That make you want to bet Charleston here? It makes me want to bet Charleston here yeah. in this game. And also, too, 54 points in the first half. Second half total, 75 and a half for this game. The pace was kind of on that level. And this one's way under the total right now. Charleston's missed a lot of good looks. Seems like they were probably the better team in the first half. Kind of like Charleston a little bit here for the second half, I think. I am not showing a second half number on this. You see it at all? Mm-hmm. Uh, M- MGM's got minus pick him at uh, pick him at DraftKings here. Pick him at DraftKings. Okay. Charleston, who put up 92 <clears throat> last night, upset Hofstra as a four-point dog in the quarter. So there's that's the only thing I would point out here. Second uh, game in a row for them, and just had a ridiculously efficient offensive night last night. So could it be regression? That yeah, could be debated. I'm, uh, I'll, I'll play some college, college of Charleston. Was that nine of 36 with 14 offensive boards? Yes. So they essentially made up for their horrible shooting half. They mitigated by, by getting some, some extra opportunities. Didn't really matter in most cases, but they got to shoot better in the second half than that, one would think. Yeah, they have, they have one assist at <laughs> halftime. Man. So obviously, the, you know, they missed a lot of looks. And, you know, you get offensive rebounds, you get putbacks, you get opportunities to maybe go to the line. They're six of nine at the free throw line. So, you know, I just look at this one and, and you know, offensive rebounds are so important. You know, defensively, you get a stop. And then you just that demoralizing feeling of giving up an offensive rebound. Also, it's another possession where you can't score because you don't have the basketball. You know, so offensive rebounding is a really big stat that I look at a lot. And the fact that Charleston's dominating on the glass here tonight says a lot to me. All right. Um, where are you taking in March Madness Thursday, the first Thursday of March Madness? Multiple games. Usually do that at home, usually do it at a sports book. Well, in Cleveland, I'd go to a bar, but I don't know what I'm oh, going to do out here for the first one. This is my first one out here, and I've, I've never even been here as a visitor either. Wow. So I'm curious to see oh, how it goes. Oh, my God. Really? Really. Oh, this is, it's better than the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe that's, it. better than the Super true. Bowl. Always, so, always until – the old COVID, always yes. sports book. The old COVID. The old COVID. Is that what we're referring to it now? Now? We, now I will be working here during the day, so oh, will. it will be a get to work earlier than usual and take in the action from the South Point. Yeah. At least for the more for the first two sessions will be my strategy. So number, numbers game typically ends, but well not typically, always ends at 9 a.m. And so it's like right into the games. I usually head on, I usually have a uh, couch there on the strip somewhere. I don't have one this year just because I – the. The old COVID broke up my whole... The old COVID. Yeah, of just, you know, remembering to secure that. So I'm, uh, I don't know what I'm doing this year. But it is, Adam, it is better. It is those four days. Because also the weather... I mean, here, let's see if the weather cooperates. But typically back in the day before climate change, it was just pool weather also for everybody too. So everybody would meet from around the country. Uh, groups of, of dudes watching, uh, you know, meeting for March Madness. It's, it's 
the gl- most glorious time of year, I would say, for sports books. That four days, and specifically that first Thursday, which, by the way, while I'm doing a numbers game, the line behind me, right, people making bets, will inevitably be, inevitably be stalled by someone who's trying to get in a parlay at the last minute. And people behind him are just going, <laughs> just like, come on, got to make a bet. Because, of course, they wait till the last minute. If you're coming to town, download the apps. Download the apps. Best advice you could possibly give. We've done all we could do. Nightcap, Tim Murray, Sean King next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.